1: Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 8, and chapter 29, verses 12, 13, and 14. You may locate these texts in your pew Bible on page 1096 and 7. Let us pray. Prepare our hearts, O God, to accept your word. Silence in us any voice but your own, that hearing we may also obey your will, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith our ancestors received approval. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain's. Through this, he received approval as righteous, God himself giving approval to his gifts. He died, but through his faith, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken so that he did not experience death he was not found, because God had taken him. For it was attested before he was taken away that he had pleased God. And without faith, it's impossible to to please God. For whoever would approach him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, warned by God about events as yet unseen, respected the warning, and built an ark to save his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir to the righteousness that is in accordance with faith. The Faith of Abraham. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive an inheritance. And he set out, not knowing where he was going the faith of other Israelite heroes. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as if it were dry land. But when the Egyptians attempted to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab, the prostitute, did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had received the spies in peace. What more should I say? For time would fail me to tell of of Barak, Samson, Siphaeth, Sip, of David and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war and put foreign armies to flight. Women received their death by resurrection. Others were tortured, refusing to accept release in order to obtain a better resurrection. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were sewn in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, persecuted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. And yet all these, though they were commended for their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better so that they would not without us be made perfect." the example of Jesus. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that, th- that clings so closely. And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, who, for the sake of the joy that was to set before him, endured the cross disregarding its shame, and and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever.
0: Reinhold Niebuhr said, "...nothing which is true or beautiful or good makes complete sense in any immediate context of history. Therefore, we must be saved by faith." Niebuhr knows that following Jesus requires in one way or another that disciples give themselves away. And this makes no sense to the most common calculus of the world. Faith is required. Tomorrow is Halloween, as you know, and Tuesday is what the church identifies as All Saints Day. In the church's calendar, All Saints Day is the day to remember those who have taught us, remember those who have inspired us, remember those who have loved us into faith the writer of Hebrews did not recognize All Saints Day, but he did recognize the importance of remembering them. We don't know who wrote Hebrews. We, we don't know who were the first readers of this book in the New Testament. We do know this, though. We know that Hebrews, if you read it from beginning to end, it reads less like a letter and more like a sermon. This writer is a preacher and he's preaching to a congregation that is exhausted. As New Testament scholar Tom Long says, they're tired. They're tired of serving the world. They're tired of worship. They're tired of, tired of being peculiar and whispered about in society. They're tired of the spiritual struggle. They're even tired of Jesus. For this weary congregation, the preacher, provides an unusual pastoral care approach. He says, so you're weary, stand up, buck up. You're weary, stand tall, double down on your faith. And the preacher describes faith this way, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Even as she says it, the preacher knows that assurance and conviction are fragile in this congregation. They are less a we believe and more a help our unbelief moment for them. So what he does, the Hebrew preacher reminds them of the saints. By faith, when Abraham was called to go to a land that I will show you, he went. By faith, Joseph dreamed of the exodus. By faith, the parents of Moses placed him in the bulrushes. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea. By faith, the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. And if there is more story to tell than the preacher has breath to speak it, She says, I do not have time to tell you about everyone. I cannot tell you about Gideon and Samson and David and Samuel and the prophets. The Hebrew preacher's point is clear. You are facing difficulties. But they did too. And if they could make sense of their faith, of their lives by faith, you can make sense of your life by faith. He says, you're not alone. As a matter of fact, you're standing on the shoulders of giants. Sometimes our assurance and conviction gets battered as we hear of yet another, sc- another shooting, as the consequences of climate change come in every news cycle, as we hear of yet another lie in or about public life, as we hear of the brutality of Russia and resurrected nuclear threats. And it's not just these big things. It's the relationships we have that we can't figure out how to mend. It's the injuries and fears that we can't shake and lay down. When our problems seem big and omnipresent, it can leave us feeling small, inadequate, weak, like there's no, no real change, that tomorrow won't be a new day, just yesterday lived all over again, it can make you weary, can it? Have you ever felt weary like that? I imagine the Hebrew preacher would grab us by the lapels and say, double down on your faith. It is the way to makes sense in weary times. Double down on your faith, and then she would remind us of our story. She would say, she would remind us that as the realities of the Great War were waning, a young Dr. Bob with plenty of vitalis and comfortable shoes walked all the streets of these neighborhoods, inviting everyone to come to a new community, a community that would care for one another and a community that would serve, to be part of a community that would tell the truth and practice kindness and extend welcome to everyone. Neighbors responded to him, and Village Church was born. The Hebrew preacher in less dramatic fashion might remind us of Fred, Fred grew up Catholic in coal mining country, but a job brought him to Kansas City, and there he discovered the village church. And on Wednesday nights, you would find Fred very quietly cleaning the dishes after Wednesday night dinner. On Thursday nights, you would find him uh, meeting with the Stephen Ministry crowd, honing his gifts for Stephen Ministry. And every Sunday, you would find him ushering Special services as well. One Christmas Eve years ago, the snow fell about eight inches were on the ground by the time baby Jesus was born. It cut our crowd significantly, and it cut our usher pool better by half, so Fred just stayed the whole night. When the services were over, Fred Farkas got in his car and started driving home. In the snow, he slipped off the road and into a ditch. He got out of his car and crawled up to the road, standing in snow. One o'clock Christmas morning, three cars passed him by. I said, Fred, what did you do? He said, I prayed. I said, Fred, what did you pray? I said, God, I just ushered four services. Can you please get somebody to stop? He said, before I finished praying, someone stopped and drove me home. By faith and quiet, humble service, Fred Farkas, along with many others, ensured that all were welcome here. The Hebrew preacher might remind us of Jennifer Keltyka. For 25 years or more, she taught two-year-olds in church school. Now, you may think there's not a lot of Christian education that goes on with two-year-olds, but you'd be wrong about that, because the first lesson of this faith is love, and so she made sure every two-year-old in this church knew they were loved by God and loved by Jennifer. And the Hebrew preacher might remind us of Aline Hoffman, who for over 30 years was back in that Christian education hallway. She taught second and third graders how Abraham followed the call of God and how Jonah preached in Nineveh and how David danced as a king and how when the world put Jesus in the ground, God raised him back up. By faith, Jennifer taught our children to sing, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And Aline taught them that their names were written in that Bible. It was written for them. The Hebrew preacher might remind us of the first Sunday in February of 1960. In those days, most folks went to church every week, so this room was packed, and something happened on that first February Sunday that had never happened before. The Scripture that day was read, are you ready? The scripture that day was read by a woman all by herself. And it turned out that women are pretty good at leading worship. But it had never happened here until that Sunday, but as they say now the camel's nose is in the tent. And three years later the nominating committee came and nominated nominated Phyllis Michette to be the first female elder of this church. The elder who chaired the worship committee at the time, I do not remember his name, thanks be to God, suggested that the best way for Phyllis to assist with communion would be to come on Saturday and prepare all those trays, and then on Sunday, since she had done all that work, she wouldn't have to lift those heavy trays and serve communion. Elder Bill Deegan, I love Bill Deegan, he said, that's not going to happen she was elected same as you and me if we're in the room she's in the room and she was we're standing on the shoulders of giants the hebrew preacher might remind us of joe and grace zimmerman they came to church one sunday and learned that people displaced by hurricane katrina were going to be in our parking lot the next day and they needed a place to stay I assume they talked about it before they got to Friendship Hall, but they wrote their name down along with about a hundred other of you saying anybody needed a place, they had room. The Hebrew preacher talked about those who had gone before, as I have this day, but I have more story to tell. It's not just those who have gone before. There are giants among us now. So the preacher might remind us of the day when Betty Crooker met Miss Ruthie I wish I had been there that afternoon. Betty drove in her nice car through the Ivanhoe neighborhood. She spotted Miss Ruthie up on the front porch. She parked her car. She got out with her Sunday-go-to-church clothes with her shoes and purse and probably eyeglasses all matching. She walked up on the porch, and she said, Hi, my, my name is Betty. And Miss Ruthie said, Well, hi, Miss Betty. My name's Miss Ruthie. Betty said, Well, Miss Ruthie, tell me. How long have you been in this neighborhood? Miss Ruthie said, I was getting ready to ask you the same question. (laughs) In that moment, Front Porch Alliance was born, and that relationship has changed Ivanhoe a little bit. It has changed Village a lot. By faith, Kelly Thomason, with tears in her eyes and a mixture of weariness and hope that comes after a long battle, She said, we know that the church we have always been cannot survive, so we ask you for your help, because we still want there to be a church in this community where people will be treated with kindness, where justice will be pursued, where our children, regardless of who they love, will be welcomed. And by faith, Kelly and a host of others stood tall and Village on Antioch was born. Niebuhr says so much of what we do really doesn't make sense in the moment because to follow Jesus means in one way or another we're giving ourselves away and that just doesn't add up with the calculus of the world but by faith and the faith we see in others we realize it's the only thing that really makes sense. So that's why every Tuesday, women gather in the basement of this mission campus, and with joy and laughter and tireless energy, Mission Sewing produces thousands of articles that are shared with those who need it most, started by Helen Tolliver and others. By faith they sew. And that's why on Thursday evenings, Jim Bolton and dozens of others gather with a joyful spirit and a quiet commitment to hone their skills in Stephen ministry and then spread out across the community, offering a listening ear and a word of encouragement and a prayer for a better day. We're standing on the shoulders of giants. And do you remember Ellen Gatewood and... Fred Logan and Ted Higgins and Melanie Mann and Bev Chapman and Jenny Beale, who have joined hundreds of others to engage not only in life-changing, but sometimes life-saving ministry, acts of mission at the national border in the Dominican Republic and in Haiti and in Kenya, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. And by faith, Amy Nunley, after years of teaching confirmation, of going on more ski trips than we can count, mission trips with our students. Even after her own children are now in college, she still shows up on Sunday nights to meet with our high school students, and they have learned to trust her kindness and care. Like the Hebrew preacher, there is more story to tell than I have breath to speak. But I must tell of Charlotte Davison, who lives every day striving for gun safety, and Pam Logan and Mary Lahotsky, who have lifted up before our session and our church the critical and contemporary conversation about race and racism in this country, and high schooler Christian Scammerhorn Vaz, who serves on on an associate pastor nominating committee to find a pastor at Antioch, knowing that by the time that pastor comes, Christian's pretty soon going to be off going to college and and after that, I think probably running the world. And, and by faith, Sherry and Dane Manus join others to make telecare calls to folks who need a friendly voice and a word of love. By faith, Margie a organizes share Song ministry for our visits in retirement communities. And by faith, Dave Lillard and hundreds of other stock shelves of the food pantry because in God's promised day, there will be no hunger. And what more should I say? For the time would fail me to tell of all I could preach until Jesus returns and still be talking about you. So I need your help. I've mentioned a few, but you know the others. So remember them in the presence of God this week. Give thanks for the saints in our church and the saints in your life. And when your assurance of things hoped for, And conviction of things not seen is flagging. Remember them, and it will renew your faith. How could it not? But not only that, also remember, there are children on the way. There are children on the way, and just like those who have gone before, and just like us, they too will live in times, will live in days that will make them weary. And they'll need someone to lift up those who have gone before. And so the day will come, be sure of it, the day will come when those who are weary and struggling to make sense of their life, someone will look back and lift up your name to remind them they're not alone. Don't lose heart. You're standing on the shoulders of giants. Thanks be to God. You're standing on the shoulders of giants.